Well, this is uh, episode 651 of Comics for Fun and Profit. And instead of Kyle and Drew, you were with Drew and Mike, or Mike and Drew. I'll give you first top billing. Well, welcome back, Mike. And oh, thanks for having me. I'm the sixth man off the bench. There you go. We'll take it. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. And um, we've got a few feedback uh, and questions from some listeners, and I thought you could uh, chime in on some of these if you are interested. Uh, Jason asks, who would you guys like to sponsor your show? A publisher, a fast food chain, alcohol uh, company, etc.? Well, for me, I don't know about your show, Mike, but for me, um, if somebody wants to write a check for a billion dollars or a million dollars, um, yeah, they can sponsor my show. That'd be great. Um, but I, <laughs> I, 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 hopefully we don't become we we wouldn't want we wouldn't want like tons of ads and like always be like plugging something that annoys me in shows. Yeah, so you wouldn't about. want it to like drive your or influence the content. I. If you could avoid it influencing your content. Yeah. But for like big money. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm selling out. If you if you could quit your job and just do podcasting, oh, yeah. you, you sold your soul right there. You're, you're done. It's done. <laughs> it's done be sold. Yeah, but yeah, oh, it'd be great. I would love I would like Image to sponsor my show. If this was Image uh, Comics presents Comics for fun and profit. That would be freaking cool. That that would be that would be a dream right there. Um, but they're not gonna do that. <laughs> How about you, Mike? You you got any dream uh, sponsors you'd like or sponsors at all? Well, for Geek Brunch, I'd like the Food Network because I've al- always wanted to combine food with uh, comics. Okay. Like I I would love to have like one of the things that i love to do at cons is to is to go eat after the con or during lunch with my buddies at a con and and talk about comics so i i just think it would be cool to have a sponsor that believed in your show well enough so you could combine the two mediums (laughs) i would love that oh yeah yeah but food and comics don't go together if you're trying to keep them clean. <laughs> yeah, but I've never really, I mean, you don't have to read. You can have discussion. Oh, you don't have yeah, to, I like, gotcha. pop it open. Although <laughs> I do remember there was one con we went to, and Chris Campbell, who was my co-host for a while on uh, Valiant Podcast in Gotham by Geeks, which I don't do anymore, um, he had bought some like old issues. Like he, he has like a really good run of Batman, like just detective and Batman going back to like the, the forties. And he had just bought like number 20 or something like that. Like it was a valuable comic. We're, we're talking about thousands and uh, he spilled beer on it. Oh my <laughs> so, God. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. They they don't mix. <laughs> they don't mix. So oh, that's that would yeah. suck. That would be my luck. I would stumble across an action number one or something, and then you know, yeah. it, it, drop it in a shredder. <laughs> <Or> something, <laughs> you know, something like that would happen. Yeah. Um, but 
But yeah, you're you're not a. But at least he's got a good story to tell. Oh yeah. <laughs> He'll always have that. In other words, you might not be able to sell it for what you want anymore, but you'll always have like this personal attachment to that particular book. How about Mike's Mike M's weekly reads? Is that a cheer wine sponsored? Yeah, show? that's a that's a cheer wine. <laughs> I love cheer wine, so that's that would that would be a good. Uh, sponsor you you found you found a place in colorado now that you can get it pretty easy easily no because it's usually sold out but they there must be a lot of fans in colorado that like chair wine so i have to fight with 20 other people to stock up on it you don't have kroger out there right uh we do have kroger but it's kroger is like a uh main grocery chain that a lot of grocery stores fall under. So we have like King Supers, which is Kroger. Oh, and, okay. uh, they don't stock it. Yeah. it. It's sort of like a North Carolina drink or something out there. And that's where I discovered it. I actually discovered it at a con. I mean, that was good advertising. They had a booth at Heroes Con. And I was like, what is this? This is delicious. And then I found out about it, and I noticed a lot of restaurants there had it on tap, which yeah. is even better than getting it in a bottle, uh, in my opinion, especially if it's unlimited drinking from tap. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a I'm addicted to that drink. It's good. Yeah, you can make it makes a good a good float. I don't know if you've ever had a, a cheer wine float. I have not. But it is delicious if you ever get a chance to do that. Yeah, it it reminded me. I, I listened to your show and 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 had to try some, and but I got my, it was just at Kroger on the on the rack, so I just picked up. Yeah. That. Um, and uh, it tasted a little bit like Dr Pepper to me. It has a. It's like a. It doesn't have like the carbonation of a Dr Pepper. It's like okay. smooth. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that like a cherry, sort of Dr Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Sweeter, was good. definitely sweeter. Yeah. Uh, Sam asks, uh, with the Hollywood Reporter confirming that we are in fact going to get something is killing the children on Netflix, how high can these prices go? Well, we got we're well over a hundred bucks for the first issue, right? I think it's scary beyond. Well, I think it's like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean raw, raw. I mean I, yeah, I raw. Is it over two hundred for raw? I think it's a thousand and like a nine eight. I think it's high. Yeah. So I would guess that it'll peak before the show to, is launches. So, and then after the show is on. And it's over. People will maybe won't be so enamored with it. I think so, too. I think that two, three years after it'll start start dropping to some sustainable rate. Yeah. What is what is the actual value of something that is killing the children? Number one, in your estimation, like you as a as a even if as a key, (laughs) what do you think it should be? It's two years old. I, I, I would it's a think boom uh, book. I would think it would be uh, thirty dollars. 
That's that's exactly like I was thinking twenty five. Maybe maybe graded a hundred and twenty or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. raw. That seems that seems reasonable, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of crazy heat, but good for people who have stacks of them. You know? Yeah. Not, I don't have stacks. I just have my one copy. Yeah. I have. I think I have a first print and a second print. Uh, Adam says, I'm still a bit lukewarm on Loki. Feels like the whole show is structured around uh, finding out who the big bad is, will will be, the big bad will be. I hope they can pull off something satisfying. So far, I feel like WandaVision has the best reveals. What do you guys think? I um, agree 100% with what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm up to... I, I'm current, so I'm I, five of six. I've watched five of six, and I've enjoyed them. And I think I, I think I enjoyed it, episode four the most of all of them. Um, but I, I've enjoyed the show. But I get it. it. It's just taken a long time, and we're just like we got one more episode to get to find out who we're fighting, and into and into you know our heroes to win so one more episode to do that that's going to be all crammed in there so it feels like they were kind of spinning their wheels a little bit to get there so we'll see yeah i I can take it or leave it to tell you the truth like i i sit through and watch it and i enjoy it but i don't like i don't like have this oh i gotta see what happens kind of right and that's how it's, I felt uh, about just going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're watching. Are you watching it on launch day? Uh. You watch it on Wednesdays. I I watched the last one on Wednesday, but uh, uh that was just because mm-hmm. we sort of marathoned. I think three episodes the prior weekend. Right. Just to catch up because we had just gone back from vacation and. We we hadn't watched it, so we were like, yeah. okay, let's 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 watch it. So and, I don't. Uh, even... there, there's a lot of Easter eggs, like there there's a lot of cool things, like you see a lot of Loki's and characters, like the alligator and you know s- stuff that that you've seen. Uh, the 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 Voki, uh, President Loki, you see yeah. stuff like that yeah. that's in the comics, and yeah. then that's cool. But there's just something about the the chemistry, like I, maybe it's all the time shifting. I don't know. I just, I just don't get into the plot. Like I, I would have had a hard time if I was in charge greenlighting that series on, based on the premise, because I, I just, I, I'm not feeling it, like uh, as much, much as some people. <laughs> and it does feel a little like they're they're saying, well, Wandavision was a success by you know doing having these adventures but but obscuring who the actual villain is until close to the end maybe we should do that again yeah uh, but i think it like already went through those motions so it didn't yeah it doesn't you you can only do so much repetitive things before you, it starts mm-hmm. to wear thin yeah. and yeah. uh it's too close and too uh, too similar, yeah. and uh, I, I think WandaVision did it better 
because it did it like, well, from my age, it did it better because it did it through like the lens of time periods, like the 50s, 60s, like sitcoms. And that was kind of like awesomely refreshing to me, like even from a comedy standpoint. And uh, there was a mystery behind it. Plus, it, 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 you know, Wanda was like uh, the guy in um, Dream On on HBO. She, uh, with her family, watched TV. You know, that was that was like something that she bonded with her family to do to decompress. They'd pop open those VHS and watch them and send it, you know, like the releases over and over again. And that was in her mind. So I don't know. I really liked I that was my favorite to tell you the truth uh the winter soldier falcon that was good like it was very action-packed but i don't know there's something about wandavision that really clicked for me oh yeah um well i mean it's still got a it's still got an episode to land you know to land the ending and we'll and i'll see um but yeah wandavision was one that i i i wanted i watched as soon as it released like i didn't stay up like really late at night but yeah i watched it i watched it that next day and it could have it could have been too that what had had it going for it is it was like their first marvel thing wasn't it like yeah on disney plus (laughs) yeah so like we, we were we were hungry for it yeah but mandalorian had kind of already taught us but like, Mandalorian's a different like it, it's Star Wars like right. Mandalorian t- taught us the quality I think or, yeah. or spoiled us in what the quality could be and appointment but, TV and hey you got yeah, you better watch yeah. it before you get spoiled Mandalorian I I I I, I that's my favorite so far <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like it, it'll blow WandaVision out and I even like Bad Batch like a lot. Um, oh, and I haven't watched that. Yeah, so much that I've gone back to Clone Wars and uh, continued where I left off, which was season four, and I'm almost entering season five now. Because Clone Wars is, it adds so much to those prequels that is so much better, in my opinion. Yeah, I've heard that. It, <clears throat> I, I just haven't been able to carve out the time for seven seasons of animated it, go, it goes by fast though like if you exercise to them or something because they're like 20 minutes long so it's yeah. like you, you can knock out two a day if you uh, exercise to to the episodes. yeah yeah now um so do you want you you mentioned holly harley quinn but off the air did you watch that series all of them I've watched the first season and it's pretty raunchy and it's it's, it's like funny. super raunchy, right? Oh, like I watched it's one like, episode. It's, I was like, holy moly! It's like rated R. Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. And they're gonna have a comic book about it. So, I uh, I was I'm kind of surprised because the animation style leads it like you could show it to your kids, you know, like and you and then you like watch it and you're like, holy mackerel, this is this is rated R. <laughs> so is is Bad Batch one that they released all of them, or is it what like an episode every week? An episode every Friday. Like there's okay. one today, so tomorrow morning on the elliptical, I'll switch gears from Clone Wars and watch Bad Batch. And how many episodes is their season? Do you know? 
Uh, I think we got like four more episodes left. I don't know how long it is. Oh, cool. I'm glad. It, I'm glad that's good because that was part of that big Star Wars rollout of all the new properties that they were going to be um, yeah. putting out. So I'm I'm glad it's a good one. And I'm not like the guy that likes like to watch animated things, and uh, I feel that I forget that those Star Wars cartoons are cartoons. Like my mind thinks they're real. Like they're so realistically animated that it almost looks like you're watching a video game. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't even realize. Come on. Yeah. Really? Really? You get yeah. that? Uh, I, 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 I mean, some like like when I watched The Killing Joke, I was like, "Damn, this is really good animation," and I really liked it. Yeah. But uh, most of the time, I'm just like, "Well, that's not true either." Because what was that Miles Morales Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, that man, was that really was freaking amazing. So. Um, it just, I guess it just depends. It depends. I'm surprised yeah. they they did enter the Spider Verse because it came across like really well done, but I didn't think they could pull off that. I, I guess I I didn't think they could pull off like some of the stuff that we've seen in comics, but they they I think they successfully did it. In some cases, they did it better. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, I was super impressed with um, how well. That was. I mean, I, I had heard good things, but I was like, eh, it's gonna be. It's animated. How good could it be? Um, it was yeah. really good. Really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah. So I need. I need to spend more time in the animation air, arena. Um, like, cause I I loved Invincible. I thought Invincible was great. Um, and so I'm. Yeah, Invincible is another cartoon I just got sucked into that I didn't realize. It was a cartoon. I don't know. I don't know. It's like when I get sucked into it. Yeah, you're right there because I. Yeah, I, I'm right I, there I, with I, the plot. <clears throat> yeah, that one is one that I agree with you that uh I, I I was just I was just in that world, and um it was I was just inside the comic. It was it was well done. It's so well done that it makes you want to reread it. Like yeah. I've already read it, and it's like I. I want to revisit it now, you know? <laughs> yeah, because uh, they really didn't... I don't know that they went that far in the, through the first arc in that first season. I'm not sure if they made it six up, six issues. Oh, they did it farther, I thought. I thought it was like at least 12. I'm thinking of Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy Le- didn't move very, very that, far. That didn't go... Like, that didn't... That wasn't well received, at least in terms of like Netflix numbers. You could kind of tell by the way it was treated. But I liked it. Oh, I did like, too. I, I was engrossed with the time period, especially the flashbacks, because there's something about the twenties that you know, in the depression that I like really get into. And I liked that it was there. Yeah, it was it it was way better than how it was treated, I thought. Yeah, I um, thought so. It, it it was slow. Like I, I I'll I'll give it that. Like it it's sort of slow, but if you're into the characters and the plot, you don't notice it as much. And yeah, I mean that Josh DeMail's wig is probably off-putting if you don't know the source material. Yeah. You're like why why did they choose that? Well, because read the comic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was 
but I thought it was way better than how it was treated. And there's an incredible fight scene, like when the one guy breaks out of prison and he's like trashing them. <laughs> that is pretty well done in terms of like film. Oh yeah. Like it is a brutal beating. It's like watching the beating in Invincible. Like there, there's not a lot of action in Jupiter's Legacy, but when there is, it's it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Patreon time. We're talk- talking about we, we don't have sponsors, but we do plug this thing incessantly each episode. And we have a couple of things we want to highlight real quick. Um, Eric is donating um, three or full full sets, four full sets of sh- their Shadow Man exclusive um, covers uh, with uh, from Valiant, the Jenny Frizen um, covers. There's three or four of them. I think there might be four of them now. Um, he's going to donate that to the three newest patrons, uh, the three new patrons, and we still have some slots available for that. So you get in on that and become a new patron, and you're going to get a sweet uh, Valiant prize pack of Jenny Frizen exclusive covers for Shadow Man number, I think, three, maybe. Um, um, it's it's sweet. It's on the site at shop.cowabunga.com if you want to take a look at the um, the covers themselves. You can take a look, but it's 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 well worth joining our Patreon for, I'll tell you that. Um, and then in addition, for all patrons, including the new new folks, um, and existings, there's a a contest going on where uh, one of our patrons, Adam, is donating a CGC 9.8 comic, uh, and he has a big list. Uh, I can run through it real quick. It changes, uh, but it also he adds stuff, new stuff to it. We're gonna pull these um, September October range. So we'll pull the next one. We've already given away two. Uh, we're going to give away one more in the September October range, but we have stuff like Wolverine number 50, Justice League International 34, Fantastic Four number one, Batgirl 50, ASM 17, Basketful of Heads one, uh, House of X five, Wonder Woman 761, uh, Red Sonia Age of Chaos number one, Powers of X number two, and Batman 98. So there's some great stuff in there. He adds stuff to it all the time that you, you'll be able to choose from. And uh, this is uh, free to you if you are a patron. So uh, get in on that contest if you if you feel like it. And another great thing uh, about our Patreon is you get to be a part of our Slack channel and chit-chat with us uh, on comics news and related pop culture and stuff that we get in these great conversations all the time. It's nice to have... Uh, the, a good community to talk to about those things. So you get to be a part of that. You get early access to our, a lot of our episodes and you get exclusive ac- access to many episodes that'll never air outside of that. And because of the patrons, thanks to you guys, we've been able to do interviews and add special episodes that we weren't able to do before including the newest one coming up soon. Stay tuned for this one um, is an interview with Jed McKay on uh, Batman or on Moon Knight. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jed McKay taking on Moon Knight. So we're looking forward uh, 
uh, to hearing what Jed has to say about my beloved Moon Knight and, <laughs> and what he has planned for um, him going forward and what his take is going to be. I'm excited to, to listen to that one myself. Um, it'll be coming out uh, the next uh, week. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't have to be a Patreon member. Of course, you're always going to get our Saturday show and you do get access to some of these shows, just not as quickly as some of the uh, patrons do. And um, uh, we have additional swag and other things that we're doing to our giveaways in the future, as well as some new surprises for patrons as our Patreon grows. So I hope you can be a part of that. Um, and thank you. Uh, I think our next thing after that endless plug is we want to talk about uh, the cover price top 20. Uh, would you like to take the top 10 or the bottom 10, Mike? Uh, I'll let you do the top 10. I'll do the bottom. Sweet. All right. Uh, number 10 is Stray Dogs. Number one, the blank. Uh, the blank cover. So there are multiple blank copies out there that retain significant value. However, only a few have surpassed a raw market value of $100. This blank for Stray Dogs is one of them. I don't even remember that there being a blank for Stray Dogs, number one, but I guess there was. Um, our guess is that fans of the series might be seeking out their favorite artists to recreate personal favorite horror film posters. Very nice. That makes sense. Um, this has a seven-day trend of about 300% over where it was and a high raw sale of 150 bucks. That's amazing. Sold 12 copies. Yeah, I, I've never bought blanks. Like, even when I'm all in on covers, I, I stay away from them because yeah. uh, I never I never have time to get a commission that, that have got those have gone too expensive, too. Especially if you want a full figure <laughs> in yeah, the I color gra- version. I it's grabbed like a ridiculous. few of a few blanks for artists that were going to be at C2E2 the last time I went. And I was going to like have them sign their comic on the blank cover, you know, and um, I did that with one or two. And uh, Oh, just a signature, not just, a sketch as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's usually a writer that I'm going after anyway. So okay. um, uh, like some of them would do like a little sketch, but for the most part, it, you know, if it, you're right, those commissions are crazy and they're not, they're not doing those for free normally. But yeah, so that's the only thing I've ever used them for. And then there was, no, I don't like I don't spec on them though. So never I never thought about that even. Like the only that. one that I bought recently because it looked cool, at least the color schemes, was the Joker one because it had like the green background. Yeah. And the red logo. I just liked the way it looked. <laughs> yeah, and there was a cool blank Rorschach that was neat. They yeah, have, that like, was the, the spots, right? Yeah, so that wasn't yeah. really a blank. Though. I don't really count those as blank. It's like if they're solid white, you know, with just the logo. That's that to me is the what the blanks, the blanks that I don't really yeah. see a, a long term buy on. But they are fun for cons. They know? are. I've bought a lot of blanks with commissions on them, but not having somebody. There were already pre-commissioned drawings. In other words, uh, somebody, somebody at, at Artist Alley drew on it already, and then I'm like, "Oh, that looks cool. I'll take that." You know? Gotcha. I, 
Yeah, a pre-drawn. Whether, whether it was actually tied to that comic or not, though, it didn't matter. Just a just yeah. a dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to like keep it in the family, but I guess you could do that too. Why not? At number nine, we have Stray Dogs. Number five, the Forstner and Fleeks horror movie. Uh, this is the Friday Thirteenth homage, and it's still trending and makes a reappearance on the list this week. It sold forty-eight copies and had a high raw sale of twenty-one bucks. I'm really happy for Tony Fleeks. I, yes. I, I I like him. Uh, he's he shows up on the eleven o'clock comics a lot. A really smart guy, and it's like he's finally breaking that barrier of success. Well, he ha- he's always had it with My Little Pony, but that's a different, like, audience. Yeah. yeah. So now this is more, like, mainstream. Yeah. It's, and, it was uh, a great series, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have Thor 617. Um, this has a Loki spoiler within it, so pre-prepared. The speculation turned out to be true as we witnessed the reveal of Kid Loki at the end of Episode 4. Uh, his first appearance in this issue saw a nice boost in sales and price with 45 copies sold and had a high sale of 450 for a CGC 9.8. And, and like, if you kind of saw the arc of Kid Loki from episode four to episode five, I can't imagine this is a sustainable dollar for this, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine they're going to no, use it I, anymore. No, I think it'll go down, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rank seven, we have Tales of Suspense, number 62, from 1965. This saw a spike after the recent Shang-Chi trailer revealed the Mandarin, his Ten Rings, and the Great Protector Dragon, and the Abomination. This particular issue featured the Ten Rings and the Mandarin's origin, as well as Dragon Axon Carr, who might be the Great Protector Dragon in the trailer. Um, due to this, it sold 41 copies and had a high sale of 250 for a PGX 8.0, which is a CGC 7. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, rank 6, we have Black Panther number 3 uh, from 2016. This is the first cover appearance of the Midnight Angels, which is the Strike Force subgroup of the Dora Milaje. Many sellers were incorrectly calling this issue their first appearance, despite first appearing in Do More number 5. Still, this helps move 42 copies. And a high raw sale of ten bucks. So ten bucks, that's that's cheap. That's cheap. Pick them up. Yeah. Uh, uh, rank five, we have X Factor number ten, the Baldion character design variant from 2021. This issue and all variants were hot this week due to featuring the death of the Scarlet Witch. Seeing how heavily uh, Scarlet Witch is being developed at the MCU, this death may be short-lived however this design variant sold 34 copies with a seven-day trend of whatever and had a high sale high raw sale of 30 bucks Uh, well the whole the whole death thing is ridiculous if you've been reading the x-men they've already killed like havoc and everybody and they've been re reincarnated i mean (laughs) because they krakoa so it's like i do not understand how this would stick uh, yeah. Based on the premise, they killed Professor X for Christ's sake. Yeah, uh, well, in in like the first issue of X Factor. Well, in the first issue so, of Robin, they killed Robin. Yeah, uh, so it's I, like uh, what? So they do that shit all the it, time. It drives me crazy. But 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 the whole premise of Krakoa is resurrection. 
they have those five x-men or the you know that can bring back all of the characters i mean they've had some weird stuff happen but i think uh who who died like a bunch of times was it no it wasn't polaris uh i can't think of who it is but it's like the many deaths of somebody right and uh they've already resurrected so many times that it's like how would this even stick it it doesn't make any sense and then scarlet which is such an a-lister now that you wouldn't want her to stay dead no no i'm so I'm, we're gonna see some more of her in the future for sure this is a de- this is a short termer yeah sure. dump it <laughs> uh number four we have white number one from black mask studios this new issue from a re-emerged black mask studios was instantly hot when copies hit the aftermarket initially it was reported that this first issue was limited to 2500 copies however it has been reported that those sales increased significantly due to high demand regardless aftermarket sales are on fire and had a high raw sale of 150 bucks and i have not opened my box from cowabunga to see if mine's in there i i I got the letter saying that they were limited and you're not getting it so even though i pre-ordered it months in advance I didn't get a copy. And why does this piss me off? Because I ordered, I already pre-ordered two and three, and I don't want two and three if, if I, I don't have one. number one. So yeah. it, I, I'm kind of mad that the that allocations are bullshit. Allocations are bullshit. If you especially you have a pre-order cycle, that's what yeah. a pre-order cycles for. I give you three. I'm giving you my promise and my money three months in advance. I want that comic. Okay, well, so print it. Well, here, here, here's what, here's what I think. I think that Black Mask probably thought they could do 1,500 copies if, if, if they didn't market it as such, Good like shit. just regularly, like the way they sold Black, and they're basing these off of probably pre-existing numbers of where a book stands so if they advertise it that there's only going to be 25 counter copies which is a thousand more than they probably would sell if they <laughs> put it out they limit it and then all the speckers come in and then they know it's a limited product which already ups the value in it yeah and and then they had a bunch of store exclusives which are cheaper than this version uh which you can probably get a copy but they're still 40 bucks it's ridiculous because i i went on and looked to see if i could score a copy yeah. of a older version and you know of a different type of version of it and that didn't work out i ordered a second print yeah i uh I have my LCS guy looking to get me a second print, especially if I get number two. <laughs> I, I don't know because number two is limited. Number three is limited. I don't know what the rest of it's going to look like. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like bad idea. I mean, what are you doing? Give me, yeah. give me the comics. At rank three, we have Black Cat Annual number one. Uh, this issue, Marvel introduces a new South Korean team called the Tiger Division. With a lineup of Black Cat, White Fox, Luna Snow, The General, Mr. Enigma, Gunner, Two, and Anti-Anti. 
Any new team or character is instantly hot these days. This was no exception, with 64 copies sold and a high raw sale of $30. Uh, rank two, we have Fantastic Four 273 from 1984. As noted, speculation believes we'll be seeing Nathaniel Richards, a.k.a. Kang the Conqueror, in the next few episodes of Loki. While this is still unconfirmed, collectors actively sought after Nathaniel's first appearance in this issue. It had sold 45 copies and had a high sale of 400 bucks for a CGC 9.8. This could be the another Mephisto, though. It definitely could. <laughs> but then but then who the hell is in the castle? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. It, one, I mean it would it would be a smart thing to do. Like there's a couple of things they could have done with WandaVision too. Um it, it could have been a s- smart thing to introduce the FF. Like uh if you do Nathaniel Richards, you kind of indirectly introduce the FF. So, yeah, bring them back in. That's cool. Uh, number one, we have X Factor number 10. And yeah, wow, the death of Sky Witch was a huge driver of sales this week. Collectors were clamoring for this surprise development. 142 copies at a high raw sale of 45. And you're like, this is dumb. This isn't going to last, right? Yeah. Should sell my copy and then buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should do. Because I have, like, I have number one, I have number two, I have number three. I didn't get number four. I have number six, I have number seven, and number eight. So you didn't have nine either? I don't have the Stray Dogs. I've been getting the cover A's on the the Stray Dogs. Yeah. And not the horror film uh, variants. You're up. All right, this is the the bottom uh, 20. And uh, starting at number 11, you have Fantastic Four 272. This is speculation again on Nathaniel Richards' Kang the Conqueror. While we still don't know how and when this might happen, however, Nathaniel Richards' first cameo appearance sold 23 copies, had a seven-day trend of 207%, and a high sale of $65.00. For a CGC 9.2. That's still affordable at CGC. Um, if that does turn out to be a big thing. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be in the new Ant-Man uh, book or movie. Uh, number 12, we have Stray Dogs number 1, The Silence of the Lambs variant. This series is on fire. The horror homage covers are a huge hit. And multiple covers are rocketing up in price. One of these hot covers is Silence of the Lambs variant. It sold 36 copies, seven-day trend, 133%, and had a high sale of $667.49 for a 9.8. That's pretty high. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the Black Cat annual uh, Gail Sharp 1 in 25 variant of the Black Cat. This is that Tiger version that had a had sold 29 copies, had a seven-day trend of 166%, and a high raw sale of 50 bucks. That's like way over ratio, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Department of Truth number one, Jenny Frizen variant. This is a really nice uh, variant. I I liked it. 
Um, the Department of Truth is officially beginning to trend. Uh, this Frizen B variant follows a similar trend with Frizen's uh, Someone's Killing the Children. Number one cover, it sold 43 copies, had a seven-day trend of 103% and had a high sale of 150 for a CGC 9.8. And uh, those Jenny Frizen covers, you can take advantage of uh, joining the Kyle and Drew's uh, Patreon, yeah, Patreon, and get a yeah. prison cover. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting four. You get four yeah. prison covers. Yeah. So that's a good opportunity. Uh, and the the one thing that Drew and them don't really talk about, but Valiant has this this cult following. And what what I mean about bad idea has the same thing. They 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 moved it over to bad idea. And what I mean about these cult followings is as this there, there's real enthusiastic fans, like incredibly enthusiastic, that feel like they have to like have everything, and that would include like covers like this. So if you even if you did want to join and flip them, you probably get a valiant fan to buy them. Uh, Thor number six, a Nick Klein second print. I think I actually have this because I was going on the second print uh, tangent. Uh, this is uh, pretty simple with Donny Cates moving on to other titles at Marvel. Fans took to Twitter to ask Cates if he would write about Thanos again, and he said, just wait. Another user asked if this Thor number six second print cover was important. To which he replied, yes, that was enough for fans to jump all over this cover, helping it move 32 copies and had a seven-day trend of 135% and a high sale of $120 for a CGC 9.8. How much do you think a, a, a CGC is going to cost you for one of these books? After, Let's say you're going to uh, send it, so it's shipping, right? And then the cost of CGC... Plus, if you press it, some more money. Plus, getting it back. What What do you think the the full cost is per, per for a book that's what, fairly what, new? For moderns? Yeah, is it like bucks. Thirty, 30 bucks, bucks, forty bucks? Wow, yeah. that's still a lot. That's a drop. I mean, that's. I mean, thirty bucks sure? plus a long wait list. I hear. I hear a yeah. lot of people are this. Yeah wait list from hell um number 16 stray dogs number one this is the actual stray dogs number one is really trying to catch this is everything we said before this thing's all over the place and uh had a high sale of 396 for nine eight with 41 copies sold and a seven day trend of a hundred percent that's it's that's still selling strong and yeah. and you gotta you gotta think that these statistics are just from eBay right yeah so that doesn't include like Atomic Avenue and all the other sites that are selling these books um, number seventeen Spawn's Universe yeah I I would have loved to get this because these sketch variants are. They are so cool because it looks like you have an original art piece. And if you're a 90s image fan, Brett Booth was one of those image cover artists. And with the heat 
uh, around spawn. Fawns were all over this issue that sets the table for four new spawn spinoff series. This one in 50 is pretty tough to find. It sold 32 copies. A seven-day trend of 98% had a raw high of 103. I actually think that's a good price. Even though normally I got, I think I got from Eric a one in 50 for 60 bucks. Um, I think these things are are well worth it in my okay. opinion. Do you think they're gonna have they're gonna stick? There, there's so few of them, and the quality of them, it, it's like you're getting original artboard. You can't even tell it's a comic unless you look at the edges. That that's how beautiful these things are. Um, yeah, I think Spawn Universe uh was really really good and the jim chung pencils oh my god they were they were so good uh number 18 madam xanadu number one from 1981 uh this is the uh vertigo series i believe is it no 1981 this is the uh oh i just lost it it could be that could be um I have to go back and look at the covers because they have these small images. Oh, that is actual Madame Xanadu number one. That's not the uh, the Vertigo that's, one. No, that's not Vertigo. Yeah. But this is uh, HBO and DC are building towards a, a Justice League Dark series with last week's announcement that DC Comics has Madame Xanadu series and works with Bad Robot. This news continued to help her solo series trend with 28 copies sold, seven-day trend of 120%, and a high sale of $170 for a CGC 9.6. Good thing I bought that for like three bucks. Um, (laughs) uh, Number 19, spawn number one. I still have like 10 copies of this. Uh, For some reason, I... I had bought a lot of Youngblood number one and Spawn number one. Uh, but uh, And I actually sold one like a couple years ago. I, I was just playing with eBay and said, I'm going to sell one. I sold it for 20 bucks. But uh, th- what's to say left of Spawn number one? It has a massive print run. That's why I never thought it would be worth a lot because it was millions of copies. Um, but... It's driven by the nostalgia and McFarlane fans. One thing is he's addictive, man. He's he's like uh, Liefeld in terms of like if you listen to him, you drink the Kool-Aid. Um, he's a, he's like a motivational speaker. Like if you ever go to Facebook and listen to Mc, Todd McFarlane speak, he will get you pumped up about his toys or his books or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, when he does the, the light, you know, like when he draws the light pencil with the, uh, you know, the digital drawing of it, right. he does those sketches on, on Facebook. Those are awesome, man. It, it just shows like his style. I wish he would draw more. Um, and you, you're a fan of those um, image docs uh, yeah. that, are, that are on YouTube and um, uh, where else? There's Sci-Fi Network, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Those he, when he's on there, it's it's just fantastic. You but gotta, it even talks, watch. yeah, it even talks like about like his bankruptcy because a lot of people don't even remember that. But uh, he had a point in his career where he went through a lot of trials because 
of Tony Twist, an actual hockey player that he turned into a villain, and he lost that suit. And then he had another lawsuit with uh, Neil Gaiman and lost. So he had like a bunch of losses, went through some bankruptcy and came out of it. He, he's really a smart business guy, though. Like, I, I think uh, his uh, personality of an alpha led to his downfall in court. But uh, he, he's he's a pretty smart guy. And if you're ever in Arizona and you can you get the chance to go to a Todd McFarland store, it is awesome. Like, uh, what his, what town is it in? Um, this one was like in Phoenix or off of Phoenix somewhere. So yeah, I was, I was there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, his his stores are like really cool to see. There there was one that was even more impressive. There's I, I've been to two of them because my uh, brother-in-law is in Arizona. And there was one that he had like dioramas of his toys like set up, like his horror toys, his sports toys. That was an amazing store. The other store that I went to was kind of like an, a, a side mall, and it was more like like a toy store. But uh, the one with the dioramas in it and stuff, oh, it was incredible. Um, so uh, the last one is uh, Batman 475 from 1992. Uh, it's been reported that CW's Batwoman has added Renee Montoya, whose first appearance is in this issue. Uh, you got to remember that Renee Montoya was originally introduced in the animated series, though. Uh, CW specs trends to be a little iffy these days, but it still sold 18 copies, had a seven-day trend of 146%, and had a high sale of $76 for a CGC 9.8. I, I would think that uh, a Renee Montoya first appearance is is something that won't go down uh, just because she's been the question. Um, she's right. sort of a major side character, and she's always in – like she's like getting to the popularity of uh, Commissioner Gordon and stuff. Um, I don't know if she'll continue her question – uh, ability she's been the question and that now that charlie's back um i don't know if she'll still remain the question but uh she is a fascinating character yeah so, so if you, if the if it's the a high sale of 76 bucks for a cgc 98 that means you can get it for less and if you can get a cgc 98 for less than 50 bucks I say you pop that one right now because yeah. they're supposed to do a Gotham a Gotham Central show or movie coming up soon. When that happens, it, I'm sure she'll be heavily featured, um, and it definitely I think um, the there's, there's potential is this for this yeah. one to skyrocket. There's two there's two cops that are well. There's Harvey Bullock. He he's a big Commissioner Gordon thing, and he he's like a very prominent. Right. Yes, but there's in this time frame there's Renee Montoya and Crispus Allen, and Renee Montoya became the question in in '52, and then uh, Crispus Allen in in some of those issues he became the Spectre, so he actually took over for Jim's Corrigan, and if you read Crispus Allen's like Spectre storyline, it is so dark and. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. But that's the top 20 or the bottom 20. Yeah. 
So let's slide over to uh, FOC, and we have a new caveat uh, with Marvel transitioning to Penguin Random House. FOC now moves from Monday evenings for Marvel books to Sunday evenings, so uh, at least for Eric. So it, you, your mileage may vary with your LCS or whoever you order FOC through, but usually um, I'm guessing it's going to be the same. Uh, so both DC and Marvel are now going to be Sunday deadline uh, publishers with everybody else on Monday. Just just a sidebar I want to say about this Penguin Random House. Gotcha. Uh, I have been listening to a lot of like uh, retailers over the last year or two talk about the damages that they get from Pen- Penguin Random House. And that is on trades. Uh, so I am very curious with a floppy how much the damages are going to be. I I personally think that the quality and the shape of books coming from Pen- Penguin Random House initially are going to be horrible until they get their stuff in <clears throat> right. flowing. And you know when when that happened with um, preview or with the uh, diamond. A lot of stores would just like take those books and say these are damages, and they wouldn't give like if it was in my pull list, but all of them were damaged, I wouldn't get that book until it got replaced, right? Right. So I don't know if I want to weather that storm. I think I'll, I'm, I'd rather just have it. If it's got bent corner, it's got a bent corner. Just give it to me, and then I, I don't want. I don't want to wait for books because of a lot of damages myself. Yeah. I, I I would rather have the book than not have the book. But you're but, also a reader. Right. Right. And I mean, yeah. If, if you I'm were, a tr- if you were like a true specker that didn't care, like oh, some, some, yeah. some speckers don't care about the qual the content. Right. They're just, they really want to flip. Well, then it, yeah, that, the guy that would, beats this, me this to the... could potentially kill them because, Yes. If the quality gets bad, they have less perfect books to choose from. <laughs> less less nine eights, right? Yeah. And yeah, the, the guys that pull out every copy, hold them up to the light, and you know, scan them, you know, and they can, and that's cool. That's fine. Uh, I don't have that in me. I don't do that. I, you're not you're, yeah it reminds me of the clerks scene where the guy's picking the perfect egg with the egg yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't i can't i haven't <laughs> been able to do that um I, I, I of course if it's busted i'll put it back and get another one but i'm not i'm not gonna look for a nine eight on the rack for everything or in my pull list you know and 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 go and stare at every one of them i don't do that i'd rather have the book than not have the book so well, that, I'm the same way, like yeah. because you, if you don't get, if you waiting for a damage, you, they might not give you a damage. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, they might not give you a replacement. Sometimes diamond is already like sold out, sold through. So then you have to wait for a second print if there's going to be a second print. That's a risk you take. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Eric has featured some FOC items from the FOC list. Uh, some of the things that he's talked that he's highlighted and pulled out are Joker presents a puzzle box number one, 
this is a Chip Zdarsky seven issue. Uh, we just got a uh, Matt Rosenberg um, version of this that was that was that I haven't finished yet, so I didn't know. Can't believe they're cranking out another one already. Um, we have Nice House on the Lake number three, the Alvaro. Well, it is Mar- a it, it is a digital first though. Oh okay. So if you're reading it digitally, you're reading it way before the print. Okay, so this is this is the this is the first time the print. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah Matt Rose. This is the one Matt Rosenberg's writing then. Yeah. Okay. And then nice house on the lake number three, the Alvaro Martinez Bueno cover. Uh, looks pretty cool. Looks good. Uh, we got Batman in the fifties, the trade paperback. That is a sweet looking cover with all the old school Batman on it. Um, and a pretty good deal for only 15 bucks. If you, if you get this on FOC, uh, from scout comics, we have life form number one, um, from Matt Mayer Lowry and Cassie Anderson, uh, from dark horse, we have lucky devil. Number one looks pretty good. Uh, from IDW, we have the best of Casey Jones, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Uh, from Image, we have Me You Love in the Dark. Uh, it's got a young book. That looks great. That I looks love the cover on that one. Yeah, that's a great looking cover. I love the logo, the way it's there, and the girls on the side, and the haunted house or whatever it is on the top. That it's just really well designed. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a great cover design. Uh, also from Image is Trover Saves the Universe, number one. Uh, it's a Rick and Morty thing. Um, from Marvel, we have Deadpool Black, White, and Blood, number one. See if that if that hits. And also from Marvel, we have the fifth issue and, fifth, and final issue of Silk. This is the Neatees Marvel Games variant. It's a beautiful cover. Very Man, nice. I love it. Uh, also from Marvel is Spirits of Vengeance, Spirit Rider number one, and the Venom, Donny Cates hardcover volume three. So that's what Eric has highlighted, and now let's take a look at what we think is cool on the FOC list. What do you look? What's popping out at you? Uh, going through image. I lo- I like this is a personal thing. I like uh, Geiger cover B by Ordway. I love Ordway's art. Um, that's what I like from Image. There, I'd also like to point out the the same thing Eric did. The me you love in the dark. I think that's going to be a, a a good one to pick up. I highly, highly recommend Radiant Black trade paperback if you want to jump in on a great story. Oh God, so good. Are you current on that? Did you want? Yes. Yeah. I, I, are you up to date on it? No, I'm one behind. But do you? I think you read the one that like flipped everything on its butt. Um. That that series is is so much like Invincible in terms of like shock value. Yeah. Uh, these uh, Stray Dogs fifth printings. I I like the fifth printing of the Stray Dog because it's a 
a takeoff of one of my favorite Dracula movies uh, with Gary Oldman. And uh, they have a fourth print on number two uh, that is off of uh, 28 Days Later, which is very cool. And I can't see the uh, number three fourth print. Yeah, it's not. They're not showing it. But there's some good movie ones that, if the movie trend keeps on ticking, um, I think that these will be hot. So the number one is a is a Dracula. Yeah, that's the Dracula. Have you seen Gary Oldman? One of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's very cool. So what is the number four fourth print? Oh, that's 28 days later. No, number four. Number four. That number, one I don't know. Yeah, I recognize that one. Number two I recognize. That was 28 Days Later. I should recognize it just from the logo. Um, because it's got like yeah. the, the bloody barbed wire. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. Now, what is the... Those of you who don't know, Mike has a, a comic that he finished called The Guesser that is going to be coming to Kickstarter pretty soon. And hopefully he'll come back on and talk about it when he's ready to launch his Kickstarter. But are you, are you doing variants for that? Have you decided? Right now, right now I, I don't have one, but I, I, I have an idea for one. And uh, We need to come it, up with a concept it, like it, this. It, it, it is... It is a uh, movie knockoff. Okay. But uh, it's a knockoff of. I, oh, I don't want to say yet. Don't say I don't know it. If it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it. It, it's a, to... it, it is a movie knockoff, but it's not horror themed. <laughs> but yeah, these these little concepts, you know, the, the the Dr. Seuss was it was a big deal with um. Uh, wasn't ha ha what was the other ice cream man those those ice cream man covers that were all um based on that really blew up with the dr seuss covers we had charlie brown was that on savage dragon yeah really did well these are doing well um so there's there's these people people like the old in other words they like they like the retro a uh, feel of things that they loved when they were kids. So, so I think yeah. I want to do one that is um, looks like a trapper keeper, <laughs> 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 and see how, how things gonna blow up, dude. I'm gonna do a trapper keeper and a mullet, and it's gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna sell, sell, sell. Yeah, like Joe Dirt mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from Image that jumps out at you? That no, comes. but that's a lot. I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot. And I, like I, I, of the stuff I'm reading though, uh, Radiant Black is is just. If that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what will. It's just I, so good. I love the Good Asian. It's issue four is in here. Geiger, I like Geiger a lot. I love Firepower. It's on issue fourteen. It's in here. So there's some ton, tons of good stuff. Uh, let's take a look at DC's uh, FOC offerings. We've got. I, I, I know, I know that Commanders in Crisis. I'm not into wrestling, but I know that there's a wrestler that does a variant, and I don't know his name, 
but I don't know if it's in this batch or not. Oh, okay. Um, that might have some worth for people that like wrestling or want to get it signed by the wrestler. So there might be like demand. Yeah. But uh. Now I know you talked about getting out of the variant covers game, but DC's got to make it hard on you with like their Batman stuff. Oh, I, I'm still in on Batman. So. So I'm many. Gonna, I'm gonna get that uh, Gabriel Delato. That's that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. And I love. I like the cover C. I think that's really cool. I didn't even notice the cover C, but it it looks. Well, you know how I feel about Luciano Perillo. Like I yeah. buy all the dynamite stuff, so yeah, it's that 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 is beautiful too. They're killing me. I mean, they just they just crank out the best covers. I mean, look yeah. at the Urban Legends cover C. Oh, that's great. That's great. And even the, Ur- even the-, the Urban Legends in general have been like yeah. really beautiful yeah the nicola scott cover a is beautiful yeah and then they have scout black cotton in there i that that was the one i didn't care about which i'm curious to read number two is broken souls ballad Uh, just to see where it goes i'm curious i haven't read the first issue of that one yet yeah I did read The Conjuring, the first issue of The Conjuring. Have you read that? Did you see Did you see the movie? The no. one that came to HBO Max? No, oh, I haven't watched that. God, it was good. It looked it looked creepy. It 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 actually is based on a true story and usually you like balk at that. Like you're like a, you know like uh, oh the because a pizza guy came to the door and there was a murder in there and that it's loosely based. But if you do the the research on on this conjuring, it is so close to what really happened in terms of the court. And, Has and it been thirty days? Is it murder. still on? Is no, it, still on? it just left. We watched it on the last day. Oh, I, I was so happy to watch it because I was like, me and Barb got into it, and then after we finished it, Barb was like, I'm gonna do research on this. So she just started pushing out all these facts, and ah. I'm like, holy crap! I can't believe how close this was to reality. Um, it, it was good. I highly recommend watching The Conjuring. I think it's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, it was on HBO Max. It should be back on another three months or so. That's the way they've been doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I For a while there, I was like, whatever it was that HBO Max was releasing in the theaters and on their channel at the same time, I was like, I'm watching it because that's like. That's like a bucks. movie ticket, right? That's like that's, a free movie ticket. I got to watch right. that. And that's then, kind of the strategy that I'm doing. I'm trying to watch every big premiere on HBO Max just as. Yeah. Did you watch Mayor of Easton on, on HBO Max? No, but I heard really good things. Like, oh, uh, I heard it was really good. You like um, crime and police stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it then. Yeah. It was great. And they had, like, two of the, I just saw the two of the supporting actresses got nominated. I'm sure Kate Williams is going to get nominated, too. So. Cool. 
the those Joker um, puzzle box covers are <laughs> really great. There's four of them, and holy moly, they're great. I personally like this Green Lantern number five Suicide Squad with Polka Dot Man on the cover. Um, I think this movie's gonna be so good. You got the the director and writer of Guardians of the Galaxy taking on the Suicide Squad. I just I just think this movie's gonna be spectacular. But full disclosure, you loved the first movie. It was like your number one movie. I love the movie. I'm so biased to the property. Like yeah. I, I just love the. I've read every single Suicide Squad comic ever, and uh, I, I just love the the whole premise of it. How did what the, is the new series is awesome. It is so good with Peacemaker, and <laughs> they've already killed like a. It seems like a dozen members already in the the, the comic book. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's so much fun. Rorschach's almost there. It's almost finished up. It's on 11. It's been great. I think I'll probably re- have to reread that whole thing when it's collected to enjoy it. I mean, I'm enjoying it as it is, but I think it'll it'll be better in in one one sitting. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. Those suicide squads are pretty nice. And you're a big swamp swamp thing fan, aren't you? I I I still have doing two covers on Swamp Thing too. I like my Swamp Thing. Yeah. A lot of good DC books. There's a lot of covers, like I, like you said, a lot of their cover stock books are really nice, and they usually come in really great shape because of the thicker card stock. Yeah, and, and that's coming from Lunar, so they got it figured out, right? Yeah, they they've always packaged good, at least yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I buy an extraordinary amount of comics more than anybody, but they pack. I don't know if they treat me any different than anybody else, but they pack my books really good. Mike, Mike, you buy more comics than some stores. <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually looked at one point into getting a diamond account and uh, I qualified because of the amount of books I buy. For oh, a yeah. pretty decent discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I think you can get a diamond account for only five hundred a month. Yeah. So it, but the disc your discount's not great. Yours would probably be pretty good. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. So. Let's see, uh, Dark Horse. I'm not seeing a lot from them. That Lucky Devil looks kind of interesting to me. Golem Walks Among, among Us number one looks kind of interesting. Yeah, and I I think the cyberpunk is still uh, it's something I haven't read yet, but even though it's video game game based, it looks so damn cool that I bought it. Yeah. And uh, mafioso, mafiosa was I I I bought this as a Kickstarter. Um, this was really good, and if you're into the Roaring Twenties, we just talked about it. 
this is the daughter of a mafia boss, so this this is right up your alley. And it, plus, it's it's got great art in it. Very cool. So. Now, when um when Kickstarters end up matriculating to Diamond, um, and then regular people can get them, do you like the fact that you were first to read it, or do you like, well, I probably should have waited. I could have got this for four bucks instead of twenty. Well, in the case of Mafiosa, that came out like uh, three or four years ago. So um, I don't, I feel indifferent. I, I got it first. I, I don't, what I don't like is when they solicit it at, at the same time or, or something like that. The only exception is Hero Tomorrow because I love the guy. So I'm already biased. Yeah. So um, with with Bloom and Tap Dance Killer and stuff, when he launches that stuff, you can get it through previews or you can kickstart it. And I I choose the Kickstarter just because I love that guy. Plus, I I want to support him. And you can get like seven covers for I don't know, like fifty bucks. And the only two covers are in previews so you get a little bit something extra but uh yeah there's a lot of rules you you asked that question uh, recently which i thought was a good question for mike ems but you asked about what are your do's and don'ts of kickstarters yes. so i yeah i sort of went through that um it's a good you'll question an, you'll, you'll answer it on a future episode it's on the next one that's ah, going to cool. be released yeah very cool um so for, let's take a look at what Marvel's FOC has to offer. Avengers is doing World War She-Hulk. I don't think there's anything special there. I'm not sure I'm going to read this Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. I don't know. I am because I I just became obsessed with the character recently, <laughs> like within the last few years. But uh, I think it's going to be good. Plus this Kyle Hotz variant is the one i ordered but i like kyle hotz he, he he tends to do like a lot of horror books and uh i just like his variant there we have extreme carnage lasher yet another roll those have historically done well anything in the venom or carnage world yeah has always done well longevity wise like yeah you're not gonna be able to buy a house or anything but in terms of getting your money back or, or doubling it it's pretty easy or tripling it in some cases now we have uh another annual guardians of the galaxy annual there's been some stuff happening in annuals as we as we've seen so maybe there'll be something happening in here um this is also part seven of eight of infinite fury embedded in this annual so Keep an eye out for that. I think this Hellions Enoch Lee cover looks amazing. Uh, of Psylocke. I wasn't planning on getting it, but this this looks really cool. Yeah, you have a chance. Uh, Immortal Hulk number 49. This is the penultimate for Al Ewing's run. He'll be wrapping his 50-issue run, which will go down as... One of the better better uh, Hulk runs 
of uh, recent years, right? Maybe all yeah. time. Maybe up there with um, Peter David's, right? Yeah, there's Peter David's, which is a favorite. There's um, World War Hulk. Uh, Greg Pak is another oh, yeah. favorite. This yep. will probably be go down with those those uh, two. It's nice to see Hulk get some get some love. Yeah, I hope the the swap of characters between these creators and uh, goes well. We'll see. Got Star Wars Bounty Hunters 15 with another one of those uh, Lucasfilm 50th homages. These are kind of neat. Yeah, I've been buying the homages. Um, I love these sprouse homages yeah they're um, nice i like the bounty hunters a lot too so the fact that these covers you know have like dan is his name dengar i've always thought this character is just so cool looking that he's got like his head wrapped up and stuff and he's he's been one of my favorite bounty hunter designs and I just saw him in one of the Clone War episodes with uh, young Boba, and uh, it was really good. It had Bosk in him. Uh, I loved it. Oh, and I think uh, this uh, – I want to mention the Sinister War is uh, number two's coming out. Oh. These are the uh, – if you're into the connecting variants, there's the Bagley connecting variant. I think this is going to be fun. Uh, this is sort of uh, the end of uh, the Spider-Man run for the current creative team, and they're going to be handing off the the reins in issue 75. So should be interesting. Yeah, and and it's gonna be like a like a team, basically a team of writers. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm worried about that, but I'll, I'll see what they have to do. But for... if you look at like what the team of writers did on certain things, like Death of Superman and uh, the most recent Avengers stuff, where it was Mark Wade and Jerry Dugan and all that yeah. stuff was amazing. That's true. So, so uh, it depends on the team of writers and the. I, I, like the current X-Men team of writers, I, they, they're not rocking my world. There's like two yeah. of them that are, but uh, we'll see um, how they how they do. Down from uh, down at AWA Studios, um, a studio that I, I like all their stuff. Uh, all their stuff has been really good. And now we have a book by Mark Russell, who I like all his stuff. So I know I'm getting this. It's not all robots, number one. Um, don't even care what it's about, uh, but AWA has a good track record. Mark Russell has a good track record, so buy it. It'll be a good read. And then from uh, Boom, taking a look here, see if anything jumps out at me. You see anything in Boom, Mike? Uh... Well, Basilisk is... I haven't read it yet, but I've heard really good things. Yeah, I haven't read mine either. 
I really like these Magic the Gathering uh, Planeswalker covers. And I'm not even a Magic fan. But uh, they come polybagged. So. Oh, really? Those are the. Yeah, those are the covers I've been buying. Wonder what this uh you 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 kind of already went through the uh all the other creators, right? Uh this first degree crime anthology looks cool from humanoids. I bet that's gonna be good for your you know, crime noir fans. Oh man, I do love that stuff. Because humanoids is usually they're European comics and they're usually really good. This is David Walker and yeah. Michael Lark on art. David Haha Aha doing the the cover. Oh man. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. That I mean, a, it's ex- and it's expensive investment, but they they usually come with a lot of pages, and this is hardcover, so. Um, yeah, I don't see like a page count, but obviously at thirty bucks, it's gonna be a lot. Yeah, it's a a big thing, but usually these take a long time to read, and the quality is just, like, amazing. Yeah, that looks really good. Uh, Elvira meets Vincent Price, number one. Dynamite. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> She's still around, but he's long gone, right? Yeah. I, I I do love my dynamite. This is one of the hardest uh, cutbacks I've done is the uh, covers, the, the, the variants. Because I I you've listened to my previews episodes. Me and Bill are like, look at that cover C, and it's like I I, I just love their covers. I gotta see the photo cover. Yeah. I love her as like this this. If I could meet her at a con, I I would pay my 60 bucks or whatever I needed to do to to get a picture with her. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love her. I love her. I just I love I love the she used to like host a, like a late night show that had horror really cheesy B movie horror. Yeah. Stuff. And um I always dug that. I always thought that was pretty cool. So I think that wrapped us up for the FOCs. Uh, well, like we skipped IDW, I think, but that I'll also uh, say these uh, best of cover for uh, Casey Jones. I I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, best of. I, I, I'm all yeah. over that. Yeah, that's been that's been really fun. So yeah, so this is a packed FOC. Remember that. Uh, you got to get it in by Sunday for Marvel and DC going forward. And uh, everybody else is on Mondays until eventually they'll probably all, <laughs> they all move. And then you won't have, you'll have like 24 hours with the FOC to figure out what you want to do. It's just a quick window, man. You got you to gotta strike while the iron's hot, but it's still kind of cool to have that option. It's cool, but man, I would, I think if I owned a store, I would, have trouble like dedicating so much time to this to fulfilling 
Um, yeah, because you'd want to get it right the first time. At least I would. <laughs> Based on polls, I don't know. It, it, this, I think FOC is a tough thing, too. Yeah. Let's slide over to the uh, Hot 10 from CBSI, our good friends over at Comic Book Invest. Um, their number one book is Tales of Suspense, number 57, written by Stan Lee with artist Don Heck. This is a classic comic. All-time's high, all-time highs everywhere on this one. A 5.0 hit $1,500 and a 7.5 hit $3,250. Uh, so glad I bought that, like, 25 years ago <laughs> i for one am one of those that are really looking forward to the hawkeye show i i am too because i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be the winner of all of them wrong. I, I don't know if wrong. i'm weighing too much wrong. <laughs> it's gonna be moon knight moon knight's gonna be the winner of all of them if moon knight's done right it could uh, it could be it could be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> and he needs it. He needs it. Because he's got like it it depends on how they go. Like I hope I hope it's not too batshit crazy like what some too. of these writers have done. I, I hope it's a little bit of both, but it, it balances it equally. Oh. Yeah, I just hope it's like rooted in the world of the 1980 series, you know, just go back there. There's a lot of great stories there. Mind that for something. Um, That's what I prefer. Because yeah, his multiple personalities was mostly him being the taxi cab driver and yes. this person. Yeah, it wasn't it was, him like insan. It wasn't him insanity. And in some writers of Moon Knight, you don't even know what's real or what's not sometimes. Like when yeah. Bendis got a hold of him, holy crap. Yeah, he thought was, he was like every Avenger. It was insane. It was unrecognizable, unre- really. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I agree. I, I do think Hawkeye's going to be really good, too. Uh, three have uh, ranked two. We have Thor 365, Walt Simonson. Uh, I feel like we did this Throg thing a while ago. Do any of you really think this will be a thing? I mean, Loki Gator was kind of cool, but it's not like he could have his own show, right? He was anyway. pretty funny, though. Yeah. Anyway, this jumped from <laughs> 10 to $15 to 30 to $50. Um, people are crazy. At rank three, we have Inhumans number five from 1999. Nine eights are up to $800. This is a Paul Jenkins Jiley book. I can honestly see this going higher in comparison to first appearances of other high-profile MCU characters. Florence Pugh has received nothing but thumbs up for her performance, and I'm actually looking forward to her going forward. Although bringing back ScarJo somehow would still be a good thing. And yes, this is clearly a first, a full first appearance. This is uh, an amazing series. I'd highly recommend reading. Probably the, one of the, it, it probably is like. We we're just talking about Hulk series that are well. This is if you're gonna read the Inhumans, this is the Inhumans I think people should read. Yeah. This this is a really good story. Now you are going to Black Widow tomorrow, right? Yes, I am. Wow. Yeah, well, cool, I've, I've been going to the movies. I saw uh, what did he call it? Purge, Forever Purge. Oh God, that was so good. Well, that. I've oh, never God. seen a Purge I, movie. 
Oh, I love the Purge movies. Uh, you you know the principle of the Purge, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like every year to reduce population, they lo- let the world go nuts. Well, think of the, the some people decided not to stop. <laughs> That's the forever Purge. Oh, great. Yeah, oh, I like it. They, I, I, they're very inventive. They just keep coming up with them. It's like well, the it's very inventive movies. too. Like if you're if you like reverse the current, like the last political situation, you know how they were the last uh, president wanted to lock down our borders and stuff. Well, this is like, well, what if you've inverted in the night? United States has gone nuts. Yeah. And it's locked down. Try, and people want to go to Canada or Mexico. So. So, yeah, it, it's. Oh, God, it's so inventive. Like, I, I just loved it. At rank four, we have Doorway to Nightmare, number one, David Michelini and Val Merrick. This certainly isn't the character that I would have expected to get her own show. Expect to pay $250 for a 9.4 and $500 for a 9.6. Thanks to Philip Chung for the insight. Was the first Zatanna? This is is? Madame Xanadu again. This is the Madame Xanadu, okay. Yeah. The first Santana's in like a Silver Age Hawk, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I know all this because I have them all. I have almost every DC comic from since 1973, except for some of the horror and war I still have to work on and romance. And you did 73 because that was your birth year. Uh, no, that was the year I started reading DC comics. Oh, okay. At rank five, uh, we have Faust, number one, David Quinn, James Brown, and Tim Vigil. (laughs) This is undoubtedly the oddest option news that I've heard in a while. Cartoon? Really, Sony? Have you actually read this story? Anyway, this moved from 10 to 15 bucks to 50 plus. Not for kids. Yeah, this is... I, I own Faust, and this is beautifully drawn. Uh, Tim V. Hill... But it is a nasty, violent book, like extremely bad. <laughs> so I, I'm surprised they're doing it too. Like this, cross this is level. Not, this is worse. Worse than crossed. Yeah this this pushes uh, this pushes the limit in terms of like what they show. Um, Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, and crossed you got like a ball necklace and all kind like all kinds of weird shit, but this this is pretty this is pretty violent. Yeah. Uh I, I don't know, crossed is God, crossed is pretty bad. Crossed. Depending on the writer. I miss crossed. It was so much yeah. fun. Uh, got rank six, we have God Killer, Tomorrow's Ashes number one, the Leela DeLuca one in thirty variant. Uh, it's 60 bucks. Uh, this is a Black Mask book. I can't think of another reason why people would be paying that for this. Well, it's a 130. It's only 60 bucks. It's really not it's that high. Gorgeous, co- gorgeous yeah. cover, though. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of her. I have a commission from her. Oh, she did a Wonder Woman for me. Yeah. At rank seven, we have The Trials of Ultraman number four, The Art Adams, one in 25. Yes. Kyle Higgins writing this. I, I missed out on tri- this book completely. Um, Thirty-four, thirty-five to $40. Uh, I'm sure the print run is low, but this cover is, isn't is great, right? I'm going with the It's a Slow Week rationale. 
Could be. He's been doing a lot of uh, Art Adams has been doing like the cover B's for the series for a long time because this is like the third volume, I think. Yeah. And uh, I I haven't seen him go up in value, so I don't know what's. I mean, Art Adams is a well thought of artist, but I don't I don't know why this one's hotter than any of the others. At uh, rank eight, we have Stray Dogs number five, The Shining uh, variant. Uh, sold initially for 20 bucks. Now it's selling for 100 These wandering puppies are still on fire, but maybe overkill is the word on these Stray Dog variants. And the bu- book's about over, um, or it is over. So uh, I think cash it in. Cash in, guys. Maybe keep your number one if you want, but cash in on all these other variants i would think uh do you agree or disagree on that uh i i would say yeah they're yeah. they're 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 too high right now yeah they're they're way over market i think i, I think rank... twenty dollars a safe like what it was was good yeah but a hundred exactly. bucks that's sanity i think at rank nine we have avengers the terminatrix Objective number one, Mike, Mark Grunewald and Mike Gustavich. Near mint copies have risen from $15 to almost $50. It's the first appearance of Alioth, who was in Loki. You can't see this as a long-term success. I do like seeing these old 90s books do well, though. Me too. Uh, rank 10, we have He-Man and the Masters of the Universe number 18. This is a Dan Abnett book. Um, now up to 150 plus raw and still very few available for sale. I guess this book is really difficult to find or everyone is just keeping their copies. Whatever the reason for a non-variant, it is a top five book at this point. Good thing I bought that for 50% off discount. <laughs> <laughs> and honorable mentions go to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 47. Uh, last issues were a thing in the 90s, and they seem to be making a resurgence. I was always a big fan of buying last issues, too. Uh, this one just had a $40 plus sale, and there are virtually none available. Um, and on our throwback uh, to Phantom Lady number 22, one that Mike does not have. Uh, uh, that's true. But uh, I, I do love Phantom Lady. Yeah. I have a Phantom Lady t-shirt. She was one of the Freedom Fighters, so yeah, I do have cool. I, I I do have some Golden Age Phantom Lady, not this issue. But she 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 appeared in Police Comics with Plastic yeah. Man and the Human Bomb and uh one of my goals one year was to get a Golden Age appearance of every member of the Freedom Fighters and uh I managed to do it. That's cool. <laughs> Now, yeah. do you when when you're picking up Golden Age, do you care about um, condition? Because that really jacks the price up on those. Uh, when I when I was targeting this, I was looking at fine, so oh. I was around the 6.0 range. I spent a good, I I, I spent some money on these. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I love I love picking up 10 cent comics. Yeah, ten cent cover comics. Uh, or those 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 are fun. Um, but I don't go after the high grade stuff. I, I, those, yeah, there, I um, quality comics is uh, one that I I really like to to target. 
um, because they had a uh, Blackhawk and they had, uh, the, you know, these freedom fighter characters like Uncle Sam and Phantom Lady and the Human Bomb and Plastic Man and all kinds of different stuff. And uh, those are the ones that I, I just am a sucker for. So I oh, like if you looked at my Golden Age collection, with the exception of Batman number three, I it's mostly quality type books. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which DC owns now, but they didn't at the time. That's cool. You, yeah, and you're you're always also a sucker for those dead um, dead publishing publishers. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you've like you've finished most of those, haven't you? Chased them down. Yeah. Um, I still got some to go. Um, yeah. They're still, they're still, they're still to do, but. A lot of the main popular ones like Valiant and Malibu and stuff like that, Triumphant, Atlas, you know, like stuff like that, that I know are dead and I was able to get. Although there's sometimes there's obscure stuff like there's a romance magazine from Atlas, even though I have a, a full run uh, that that romance magazine has been very elusive. And when I have found it, it's a couple thousand dollars. So. Oh Lord. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've I've stayed away uh, from it, but it is very rare. It, it's a very rare book. That stuff is fun. I, I I love collectors who do interesting, unique things like that. That um, it's it's fun. I I like that. I like people who chase like certain things on covers you know and they that's their collection i like i like you know i'm i'm just like boring you know put <laughs> runs together complete runs you know i like to go after writers and find all their books you know but i like people that do do fun interesting things like that that's cool well i like doing the boring stuff too it's it's, <laughs> it's fun like uh yeah trying to find like all the do i own all the greg capullo stuff and finding yeah. out you don't have i don't have like all the gore shriek stuff he does even though i have his first gore shriek i don't have all of them so yeah i i work on stuff like that where i can get like first appearances and you'd be surprised like some of them are very obscure titles where oh, these yeah. writers have done like yeah, you can yeah. get you can get like Mark Silvestri like where he was starting at DC and he was doing like horror books like House of Mystery and shit like that. So it's you'd be surprised what you can find. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I miss some um, comic uh, database. You used to be able to chase down that stuff pretty easy. Yeah. Find out what you were missing. Uh, I need. I probably should just break down and pay. Because I, I really like that site. It was convenient for that completionist in me. All right, let's uh, slide over to our sneak peek at next week and see what uh, we have first from DC coming out uh, on the 13th this week. Uh, we have an Action Comics annual. That's interesting. Oh, this is from DC, so it's a different place, right? Yeah, Lunar. Lunar okay. Distribution. Yeah, I, I'm there. 
Um, Challenge of the Super Sons has its fourth issue. That the Conjuring DC Horror presents the Conjuring is going to a second printing. That's pretty good. That yeah, I'm means happy it with does, that. Did fairly decent, you know. I don't know why this wasn't Black Label. I don't know why Black Label just wasn't didn't stay Vertigo, but um, whatever. Isn't there still a couple of Vertigo books being printed too? They're Black Label. But, they're all Black uh, Label. I, I don't think they're. I think the only two that are sort of in that realm are. Nice house on the lake and the the conjuring. Although I would consider the Harley Quinn rated R animated thing. They uh, should throw that on Blake. They, they, black they, label. they should throw that a black label. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Detective Comics 1039, the Lee Bermejo cover B is freaking gorgeous. City burning behind him, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I like the Flash one. Oh, the Brett Booth or the? It's the sort of like, yeah, the Brett Booth. Uh, it's sort of like uh, the Nightwing, where you show all kinds of different versions of. Yep. Except this, it's not the same. Like a bunch of Dick Graysons. This is just a bunch of different Flashes or Speedsters. You know, they got Max Mercury on there, Reverse Flash, uh, Impulse. Yeah. Barry Allen, Wally, all kinds of them. I really dug this uh, Sean Phillips take on Joker number five back during the FOC days, and it still still holds up. I like it. This looks like one of the Ed Brubaker books that he did. Yes, I agree. I uh, that's that's my favorite of the three, actually. I love the way that the nice house on the lake did a second printing that makes it look like it's tattered and torn up. Yeah. That's a great concept. I love I love the torn cover like the where you could see the first page. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's my favorite cuz I've seen like the 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 cover looking ratted, but I don't think I've ever seen the tear look like that. That's pretty Yeah. Neat. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Let's take a look at what Image has to offer from their books coming out this week. We've got A Man Among You coming up with back with its fifth issue after a while. So this is starting a new story arc. I thought Stephanie Phillips would be busy doing other things, but I guess she had found some time for this. That's good. Uh, she's been doing Harlequin. Yeah, she's been doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, haha, it's finishing up with look at that uh, cover B. That's great. Another yeah, Dr. that's Seuss. The, another Doctor Seuss. Yeah, that's a great one. I think that'll that'll do something. That's another book that I get all covers of. Haha, this is something I absolutely love. I. Uh, I love this comic. I would have never, if you would have said I'd be reading a comic book about clowns and loving <laughs> it, I would have laughed in your face. I would have believed it. I've listened, <laughs> to, I've listened to your stuff. You like a lot of comics, man. <laughs> ah, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe how consistent it is, though. Like, 
I, I just, it's so good. On so many emotional levels, I think. I mean, I, I love, I like Martin Marazzo's art, but I just think this W. Maxwell Prince guy is like next level. Yeah, I think he's one know. of those writers that he he's ready to for Hollywood man start making bank. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be on Shutter or something, you know, doing exclusive shows. We've got uh, Man Eaters coming back with Curse Number One. Um, not a lot of people like this book, but I liked it. I liked the first one. It had some uneven issues, but it, for overall, I enjoyed that book a lot. I liked it, but then it got like weird, like advertisement-wise and stuff. Like yeah, there was that one. I, I just and there was a lot of prose in it and stuff, so it like uh, it kind of lost me. Yeah. Silver coin. Um, I really liked the first one a lot, but it, I, it, the last two have been just okay. I haven't loved them. Um, I did love the first issue of Six Sid Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton a lot. Um, can't wait for this. And um, the cover B is great. Looks like a TV guide. Skybound came out this past week. Yeah, I didn't read I it. I haven't had either. a chance to read it yet, but uh, yeah. it could be interesting. Yeah, it went right back to um, for a second print, too. In terms of spec, it could be interesting because of, there's a lot of first appearances in these things. I mean, I hope I hope it generates some interest in um, Walking Dead back issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> And then from uh, Dark Horse, we've got Savage Hearts, number one. Those look pretty good. I don't think I've read a lot of Aubrey Citizen that I've liked, though. This one looks interesting. Um, I'm definitely... Trying it for sure. Yeah. Canto's back from IDW with another book that'll do well, both as a spec book and sales wise, because yeah. the other ones have done really well and surprised me. IDW's G.I. Joe has been doing good spec wise too, so. Yeah, yeah. Lately, uh, I'm really enjoying reading some old ones <laughs> that that I bought from Aaron Myers that I'm going on a G.I. Joe uh, trying to buy them. They're expensive. I don't know if you've ever looked at G.I. Joe, but if you get into the the 120s, you know, to like till it ends. Yeah, you're looking used... at 20 to 40 bucks. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, used to, well, a lot of them were in the dollar bin. Yeah, now you, can't, now you can't find them. Uh, My Little Pony reaches a hunt, issue 100. Hats yeah, off to that. Flex on cover yeah. B. TMNT ongoing. What they're doing there with that Eastman cover. Well, one thing I, I loved about that came out just this past week is Snake Eyes and Rob Rob Liefeld got like 
Eastman to ink like a page and then like Neil Adams to ink a page and uh, over his just, pencils. Yeah, it there, oh, there's cool. so many creators that got that inked over them like uh, Jerry Ordway, Marat Michaels, Ryan Otley. I mean, names that are popular. Philip Tan, Jim Rugg, uh, Ed Piscor. I mean, it, it's the names just keep on going on and on. And it is so much fun to look through just to see the different inks. The one that stood out the most is the Kevin Eastman. And you can totally tell it's like Kevin Eastman. Like if you look at this cover B here, <laughs> you, you, you could totally tell that it's him like there's a couple of people that you can like see their unique signature in it um he's one of them uh neil adams is the other they even have my guy tom Scholey did a page which is is pretty awesome what so, what issue of of um snake eyes is that number five it's the el- the last one. Oh man that is His cool str- his strategy was like to go after like somebody big like Neil Adams to see if he would do it and then start going like after a bunch of people and and it worked and it it is such a neat experiment and I hope they do like a director's cut for this where I could actually see like Rob's see know, his pencils Rob first. pencils and then the inks over them without the color like I I think it would be an amazing thing to see I would love. I hope they they do that. I hope IDW. So did he have enough that he had one for every page? Uh, some of them did two pages. Um, but they were like double page spreads. Like uh, the Kevin Eastman had a two page double page spread, and so did Neil Adams. Yeah. Um, the rest of them had like one page. He. But had- I don't know if you're. Did you read Red Room? Did you no, buy I that from Fat? I, I oh bought my. it. I haven't read it yet. God, read that. But that's Ed Piscor. It's incredible. Yeah. It, it is so crazy. I mean, we, we talk about crossed and all kinds of stuff, but this is the dark web man on steroids. Holy crap. I got to check that out. <laughs> it's crazy good. Crazy good. Marvel has Aliens Aftermath, number one. So I hadn't, I haven't got to read the last issue of Aliens, but... Looks like they're cashing in on this hit that they have with another one, which is cool. Yeah, there's something about this one. Oh, it's Dave Wachter. That's what's different. Dave Wachter was doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, he's done a lot of good. He's a really good artist in terms of commissions and stuff. He, I met him through Comic Geek Speak, like early on in podcasting. Oh wow, back in the and, day. Uh, yeah, that was like one of my first podcasts. Um, I think it was everybody's. Yeah, uh, it was that one in Comic Book Noise, and that's when I became, you know, <laughs> part of the Comic Book Noise family. But those were the two podcasts that I was listening to back when, before I started podcasting in 2006. So. Yeah, Dave Wachter, I actually went to a Comic Geek Speak uh, convention, and that was so much fun. They actually had their own convention. That's amazing. Dave Wachter was there. They had the Artist Alley, and uh, it was cool. It was really cool. It was in Pennsylvania, so 
I had never been there before. And uh, we went through Amish country. Like we were driving down roads to get to a certain place. And there were like carriages with horse drawn things. It was, yeah, it was crazy. It was like going back yeah. in time. We have Amish uh, country right here. Yeah. I, 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 that's that's actually, that you've not you've not experienced that before i guess i have not experienced it a matter of fact i came back from that convention and i was telling barb god i want to live like that for a, a week just to see what it's like <laughs> yeah. no just to see what just to experience it you know um it it was a whole new world they had they had a have you ever been to pennsylvania yeah yeah they it's had right next, a it's right next door holy crap they had that that huge all-you-can-eat buffet place. What is it called? Back it then, was amazing. It wasn't Golden Corral back then, right? No, it was an Amish. Um, oh, an Amish. All-you-can-eat, but it yeah. was like it was almost like in a Best Buy store. Like it, it was that big. <laughs> it was inc- crazy. We, I went there with a bunch of buddies after before the convention for breakfast. It was the biggest breakfast i've ever eaten or seen it was probably the best time i had at a convention was eating breakfast with my buddies <laughs> for four hours in an all you can eat <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's great yeah super show that's what it was called comic geek speak super show that's really cool i didn't even know that happened Also from Marvel, we have uh, Web of Spider-Man number one going to a second printing with a Guri Hero variant. This had some heat earlier because of a first appearance. So the second printing might have some heat. You know who the first appearance is, right? It's that, yeah, that, kid, that kid that, that was in Iron goofy Man. Kid, yeah. goofy kid um, yeah. from, uh, from Iron Man and from the end of Endgame. Yeah, Iron Man three, my one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh I love that movie. What's wrong with you, Mike? <laughs> it does makes no sense. Yeah. Su- Suicide Squad, your favorite oh, of all of the superhero movies, and your favorite Marvel movie is Iron Man three. No, my favorite superhero movie is Joker. Joker, of all okay. time. yeah. But it was Suicide Squad before. No, Joker. it was Rocketeer before that. And then uh, Suicide Squad was one of my favorite Marvel Universe movies. My gotcha. DC films. DC and films. Joker okay. just whooped its butt. Yeah. I just liked it. I'm not your typical... Nope. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you throw something different that I haven't seen before on yeah. film, and I tend to like it more than a homage to something I've already read. Yes, exactly. I prefer that. Uh, from Dynamite, uh, we got a lot of Barbarella. Yeah, Perillo cover on cover A. See, those are the ones to like gaga over. I like that Dainey one too. It looks like cartoony and yeah, like oh, still sexy. Ke- Kelly Jones, like sexy but in a Kelly Jones type yeah. like style. It it's interesting. Cosplay and then, and you got a Brian Boland Barbarella cover. Like for those of you Brian Boland fans, The Killing Joke, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, any of that stuff, you 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 get a Barbarella 
really nice cover. Like he he did not do a good Superman, but man, when he's doing Barbarella, it looks yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's really good. That is really good. You read this I, Dynamite Lives thing? Yeah, this is crazy. This is, is it? uh it's kind of like if zombies it's like Marvel zombies in the dynamite world. And at the first series they sort of uh killed like almost everybody. So <laughs> I don't I haven't started the second series yet, but uh I'm real curious to see who's left. Well, I, it looks like Ash is left and Red Sonia, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And you see how they have these FOC uh, bonus ones? Yeah. Those are ones that you can only get during FOC. See, I used to be on those. Yeah, I I did some of those and would um, dabble in those a lot at first. And then they never really panned out out from a spec standpoint. So I kind of stopped. Yeah, I just like them so much. Yeah, it, it is tempting me. And I don't know. I mean, you you have a way more. You get way more than I do, but I I have to like I struggle sometimes to like I can't get seven covers of this anymore. I got to stop. Like with Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I I'm 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 kind of getting control and getting a the situation under control, but I sure have a t- hard time with these dynamites. Not because I think they're worth anything, but because I'm beautiful. Like a lot. Yeah. 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 I just have to get over the fact that I'm not putting it up on the wall, so I'm not going to see it until I go through the box again. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, down in our back half, no, the word boom. In boom, we have uh, Mouse Guard coming back with uh, Alan Caregiver, number one. Did you ever read that? I read, yeah, I read some of it. Um I thought I thought it was pretty. I didn't I didn't yeah. really dig dig the story that much, but I thought it was really pretty art. It was popular at one time. Yeah. I never got into it. The format's weird too. It's not like regular size. Yeah, it's like a square book. Yeah. yeah. Fifth printing of Berserker, that's insane. Especially when you know how many re- were returned of the first print. It's just so odd. Oh, I never heard that there were many actually went back. Oh, there's been memes on twitter about how many pieces books it's insane did they have to send them back or they just ripped the covers off i think they just sent them back they got paid for shipping then yeah oh well they got a number one book out of it i mean if if we had sales charts anymore they could have topped the sales charts yeah, I miss those. I, I miss. I do too. I, I enjoyed. I liked enjoy seeing what, th- how things stacked up. You know, competition because yeah. competition's good. You could, you know, compare. Oh, I, I do want to point out a book because I fell in love with it. This is from Black Mask. Uh, it's Alice in Leatherland number one going to second print. Um, this book is amazing. Uh, it's it's about a. Where are you at? Uh, this is in. I guess comics and graphic novels. Oh okay. It's like the second thing that shows up, at least on uh, on the previews world. Oh, there it is. But, uh, there it is. I, I yeah. Okay. This this get this is 
Bill Bill picked this book for us to read in this upcoming Sunday, and I was like, well, what what is this gonna be? I had no idea, but it's about a girl that writes like children's book, and she's really good at what she does, and she sort of lives like in Yellowstone, and she has a best friend that she works with her on getting her books published, and her friend decides to move to San Francisco, and she says, well, come along with me. And the um, she says, no, I got a girlfriend. I like it out here. I'm going to stay here. Well, she goes home and finds her her lover is in the bed with another woman. And she decides, well, the hell with this. I'm going to go to San Francisco. And she doesn't want to seem like a leech to her friend. So she scrambles to get a rental in San Francisco. And if you've watched the news or you see what rentals are going for in San Francisco, a lot of people live there with multiple families and stuff because it's so expensive. She has to get a room with like these sex people (laughs) that are like a Donna matrix and, and this guy that tortures people. And it's so weird. It, I, I I liked it so much. It really oh, yeah. stood out. Yeah, I'd recommend it. That's I'm glad awesome. it's getting a second printing, meaning that it, it there was some demand for it at least. Yeah, I mean, Black Mask, their first time around, man, I love their their first issues. They were all really good concepts and fun. Yeah. It was just like they wouldn't ship a lot of stuff, so it was tough to, to follow through with them. Yeah, this one's already got three underneath it, so I don't know if it if they've gotten past that after COVID or yeah, they decided or they got new editors in charge and said maybe we'll bank on these books after we have them in hand or I don't know what's happening, but hopefully they've turned that around. I hope. I do too. Uh, we have from AfterShock, we have Bunny Mask uh, number two. The first issue was really cool. I haven't read it yet. Uh, it was really good. Um, and I'm anxious to see where this one goes. Cherry Blackbird getting a second print. Yeah, that's cool. You read tons. Do you ever read manga or European comics? Uh, I read European comics more than manga. I've I've dabbled in manga. I used to hate it. Like yeah. I, my brain couldn't, um, I don't know, process it reading wrong, and I I don't know. And then I didn't even know to even read it the right way. Like I nobody taught me how to read manga. Right. So so I was just confused. But I I've read a couple lately that uh, that I've liked. So um, yeah, I've dipped my toe in, but oh, I, I enjoy I, a lot of it when I read them. I just I, I, I there's too much r- regular comics I want to read, so that's the way really I felt. So in. I I don't get them as many as as much as I was. I'm really curious about these Leave Gleason man. They t- they've taken forever to to come out, but Leave Gleason presents. Yeah. Um, the re- the reason I'm getting this is mostly because of Daredevil. Uh, these these are, the, the, I love these because they're 
um, public domain characters like Silver Streak, public yeah. domain character, Daredevil, public domain character. Plus they have Captain Canuck and uh, Freelance, which were you know coming from Canada. I just didn't think these things were ever going to come out. And finally, they have one and two uh, coming out this week. Then we have the Living Corpse Relics, number one, from American Mythology. I don't don't think they FOC, so it's one of those publishers that if you didn't pre-order it, and they usually have small print runs anyway, so watch out for those stuff from them. Yeah, and this is an encore, so it's... uh... A reprint. Uh, Moss number two. I thought the first one was odd. Didn't, didn't love it. One of the few AWAs I didn't love. That's a spinoff, though, from uh, whatever that one is called. The Straczynski book. They're all related. All the Straczynski's are related to the main yeah. book resistance or whatever it's called the resistance yeah, yeah. uh never never uh it was a heavy metal book it was a five issue miniseries heavy metal's really been stepping up their game i think they've really been putting out some good stuff yeah they're always good i always like their uh anthology magazine their anthology since tim seeley took over I like it so much more than when Grant Morrison was at the helm. Yeah. Um, I, in terms of like liking like all the stuff versus the like only liking like three or four. So that that's what I mean by liking it more. I I just feel like I like the anthology as a whole a lot yeah. more. It's a long Ninjack read. number one coming back. I'm I'm excited uh, for Valiant. I think that Eric's going to have some Ninjak exclusives as well. That's friend of the show, David Nakayama, on the cover A. You've um, been a Valiant all-in guy forever. I have every single one. All right, but you do you do all covers too? No. Okay, you stopped that finally. Uh, I never did it. Oh, you never did that. So, so I, I'm more, more of I, I've played with getting some like B covers from time to time if they're really good, but I've I've never been like I'm more of a like valiant all in on story. So like I, I want to own the entire world of. And you uh, got you even got that one that was like a obscure four issue miniseries. That yeah. Was tough. You got that. That one, that one pissed me off too. But yeah, I, I, I paid. I remember your yeah. I was angry and Mike M's, and I was just angry in general because I, I hate the whole concept of. We just talked about it with White. I hate yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Let me read it because I want to read it. Don't, <laughs> don't keep it from my hands, you know. Exactly. We have no ghosts. In Hiroshima from Scout Comics. That looks like a good first issue. Nottingham's going to a fifth printing from Mad Cave. 
And that's really blown up. I'm glad for Matt Cave, though. Yeah, good for them. I think the spare parts is going to be this one inch. This uh, uh, Is this from Behemoth? Yeah, it's from Behemoth. I think this is going to be a really cool. Yeah, it looks good. It's based on a movie. So if if uh, just looking historically when they've done things based on movies that uh, they've done really well. What, Behemoth's track record? Yeah. They promised me... Well, they promised me darkness isn't a movie, but the other one was with the vampire. They tend to do movies on things that are older, and they seem to do all right. I like Behemoth as a publisher. They're yeah, really I do good. too. Yeah, I like some of their stuff too. All right, Mike, it's your choice uh, for your pick of the week. What do you got? Lots of good things to choose. Oh, man. Tough. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Spare Parts. Okay. And I'll go with the uh, cover, cover B, which looks like it's an actual movie. Yeah, steal. I saw that. That, that looked really good. I like that one, too. Uh, I think I'll go with Haha ha Number Six, the B cover that um, Doctor Seuss, the Doctor <laughs> Seuss cover. I've I've picked a couple of Doctor Seuss covers over the years, and I'm gonna ride that bad boy a little bit longer. All right, Mike, thanks for joining us, and thank you all for listening. Mike, you want to give anybody your uh, contact information before before we take out of here for uh, where they can find your stuff and uh, check out your podcast? Yeah, geekbrunchpodcast.com and uh, dcnoisepodcast.com. Those are the two websites. And uh, my Twitter is the best place to reach me at Mike Myers Brunch. But you can send me snail mail on the email at uh, mike at comicbooknoise.com. All right. Thank you again, Mike, for filling in. And uh, hopefully we'll get Kyle back one day. Always um, always fun. <laughs> uh, glad I could help out. All right, man. Take care. Well, we miss you, Kyle. You got to come back, you, man. You got to get in your home and get situated and bring bring back your uh, magic to the show and cough. <laughs> and your, your sickness. Yeah. You're <laughs> down with the sickness. 